Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And boy, you guys are bringing and swinging on the topics. Got a sweet little message. And when I say sweet little message, my heart gets into the message. And the message went something like this. It's very easy to have a good relationship and to work through things if you don't have somebody who cheats on you. Um, when you don't have somebody who cheats on you, who hides their phone, who deletes their messages, who, when you go through their phone, you find the sordid messages that they've been sending to somebody else. It's very easy to be in a good marriage and have a good marriage and work through problems when that doesn't exist. Ah, is your heart reaching out? So I'm going to walk you through kind of what happens in my mind as a conflict resolution expert and how I begin to process. First thing you want to do is trigger back um, or you're processing and thinking all these thoughts you're going, you're saying, oh my goodness, that's what she's had. Um, oh my goodness, she's bitter. Oh my goodness, um, what did she go through? That terrible person. Or if you've had it happen to you, you could be sympathetic and think and have reminisce, reminiscent memories of things that you've been through. You want to reach out and correct all the thoughts. Tell her she's amazing. Tell her she's all that woman. Um, and she doesn't need to be brought down by these kinds of experiences. These are all natural things, not to mention what might be going on in society, going on in society. If society is really on a rampage for justice against people or maybe even against males, and and that is maybe something that's in the news quite a bit right now, or if news just came out about somebody that is in something even similar or in the same wheelhouse of topics, there might be an, a sensitivity to that, um, maybe a, an increased sensitivity to that. These are all so common. And yet, as a conflict resolution expert, you process those things. But you hold, you sit still in it, you ponder how to respond. You want to make sure as a, if, if it's just me and I'm just dealing with this person who came forward and says that, I'm going to slow, I'm going to process, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to go through all those things. What's happening, what I'm feeling, what it, you know, how closely do I relate to it? But in conflict resolution, you hold and you pause. In conflict resolution, you ponder, you you stand still in it. And it's interesting because even in truly authentic relationships, you also do it there. You stand still in it, you hold, you look. We have to remember as conflict specialists, we have to remember this is not our pain. This is their pain. So are we willing to, instead of going through and verbalizing all those things I just talked about, are you willing to sit in silence just for a minute and allow that person to deliver? 
Allow that person to show you who they are, where they stand, how they're feeling. Are you willing to watch their their body change, the way they, they stand, slouch, sink? Um, maybe their face drops a little. Um, you watch their eyes, their eyebrows. You listen to their breath, their tone. Now, those are all things that that you can do as you're standing in front of somebody. Now, I didn't have that in this case. It was simply just a post that was sent to me. So when you have something, so say you get an email that's something along the same line, or you see a post in a group, do you trigger and automatically respond with all the things that I was talking about at the very beginning in the intro? Or do you stand still and go, huh, how are they feeling? What are they going through? So when I read this, it's like if you allow, you feel the pain. When you trigger and you respond quickly, it's because you don't want to feel the pain. You want to stop their pain. And sometimes we try and get involved in people's pain to make it stop. The reason we do that is because we don't want suffering. We don't want what we determine as suffering. We don't want that level of suffering to be there. Rather than allowing that person to tell us where their suffering is at, it's good. It's actually healing when you allow somebody to stand there and suffer and you stand next to them. You don't talk them out of it. You don't, you don't try and change the flow. You just stand there. And that's super authentic. That's holding space for somebody. And in that is healing. Healing is a form of resolution. Another thing is, is that there's an example. So I'm going to come back to how I responded. But it's when you get it in print, and they're not standing there in front of you, it's like, how do you respond? You have to hold that space for a second. You don't jump in, you don't trigger, you don't start typing, you don't You know, because if you're doing that, that's a form of saying, don't feel what you're feeling. I'm trying to stop you from doing that. But instead you hold. So I was teaching at the university that I used to be contracted with. I was teaching and it was a D1 university, stellar group, stellar class, stellar, the man that brought me in to teach, super um, wonderful because he was open open to new ideas. And I brought in a new idea, wrote the curriculum for it. But we're in this class and I'd given an assignment. And the assignment was, is that they had to go home and talk to somebody. Well, this wonderful woman that was in the class, she evidently found out that her father was, had been taken to the hospital. You know, who knows? You don't know when these experiences come up and bite you. So she goes to the hospital. Now, they had had kind of a little bit of a tenuous, so it wasn't a solid relationship, but she decided to lean in. And that's one of the, you know, one of the things you got to do when you really want to create resolve and understand how to create resolve in the people and in you and in the people around you and create a better situation. So she leaned in. So she had this tenuous relationship with her dad. He's in the hospital. She goes and she visits. In that visit, she begins asking him questions. So she comes back the next day, and and we're doing a debrief on, you know, how the assignment go. And so she talks about this experience where she went. She asked him questions, questions, and she said it was amazing 
because I learned things about my father that I had never heard in my entire life. And she was probably in her late 40s. Um, and she said, I'd never heard these stories. I had no idea he had a love of baseball. I had no idea he had a card collection. And she said, this was so cool. We found, because she loved baseball too, they had no idea that they both loved baseball. So right there in that hospital room, they're talking about baseball. Do you know what a healer that was for the dad? He's coming off of a heart attack, and that was his situation. He's coming off of a heart attack. His, His tenuous daughter is walking in. All of a sudden, she forgets about all the stuff, and she just asks him a few questions that springs into this whole different kind of bond and connection, something where he was able to begin sharing some of his experiences, the players he'd met, the autographs he had gotten, the jobs that he did to be near players, those kinds of things that she had never known. And guess what? It That does a chemical reaction, right? He began a different kind of healing, an internal kind of healing. And she said when she left, it was lighter in the room. He felt better. He was more jovial. You know, however you can be more jovial after a heart attack, but he was more jovial. The light in his eyes changed. Just all those differences. So when she began sharing her story, she was definitely um, impacted. And she began to weep and really kind of just, there was so much discovery in that, in that homework assignment for her. And she was sharing and and just weeping. And it was very still in the room. We had over 30 people in that room. And I was the one standing in front of her. And she became very weepy. And it was very... It was one of those moments where the air had a different feeling in it, right? And all of a sudden, this young man, probably in his, you know, early 20s, he blurts out, can I hug you? Now, even when I was telling the story, I slowed my voice. I slowed the quiet even on this podcast. And then I blurted out, can I hug you? You feel the change. You felt the change. And that is what I'm talking about when people come out with their stuff and their pain or they drop something in a post or a comment or they, you know, send you an email and they're just, and they blast something and it's just a small little point and we respond by, let's tell them just, no, you're an amazing person. Don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. And we'd start doing that. That's the same as this young man that said, can I hug you? And he broke, he broke the tone, the feeling, right? And it broke her tone and her feeling. It's not that you can't, but you have to remember when you're, when you're listening and doing conflict resolution with other people, you have to be present for them too. And so when that happened, she automatically said, yes, because that's what you do. It's polite, right? Even though I'm feeling my pain, somebody says, can I hug you? And you go, yeah, sure. And I stopped and I said, hold for a minute. And all I did was to the young man as I looked at him and I said, just hold. And so he goes, okay. And I looked at the woman and I said, we're right here. 
Stay with me. We're right here together. Tell me. And I, and I went on with her story. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. And afterwards, and I, so I recollected um, in conflict resolution, you know, we're recollecting that room. We're recollecting that, uh, that experience, that feeling in the room. Some people would call it a spirit, whatever. Whatever it was, I recollected it. And I said, it's just you and me. Stay right here with me. Finish your story. I want to hear that. And so she went back into it and she started finishing it. And then you watch and you watch the change that happens on their face. You watch the change that happens on their body. And so we got to the finish where she was kind of done telling her story. And then it all ended. And it was beautiful, magnificent. And everybody stood as a witness, right? They witnessed what happened. And afterwards, I said, so let's talk about what happened because that's what we're here for. We're here about conflict resolution and what that happened. And so we debriefed on what did it mean when the, when the young man stood up and said, can I hug you? What did it mean when she started telling her story? How did it feel? What did that feel like, look like on each other? You know, some people started rubbing their arms. Some people started kind of shifting in their chairs. Some people sat very still, put their head down. Some people like honed in and dialed in on her with their eyes. Some, some people, we all react a different way to pain and watching pain. And so do can you register some of that stuff as you're doing it with family, with children, with relatives? Um, and I'm I apologize. That was a that was a call coming through. So how do people respond? And we watched that in the room. Afterwards I asked her, I said, what did that what happened to you? And she said, oh my gosh, I can't even believe how different that felt. And this is the power that we all have. I can't believe how different that felt, she said. And I said, tell us about that. And she goes, do you know? She goes, literally, I felt like there was nobody in the room except you and me. I could not see anybody. I could not um, register anything. I literally felt just you and me. I saw a straight line to you and I could, and I felt like I could tell you everything. Now that comes with training and time and that kind of thing, but it's a skill we all have to stand there with them. A lot of you guys listen to Brene Brown or, and then Brene Brown launched this whole shame and authenticity and all of that. In resolution, it is impeccably authentic. It is so moving to watch and to be part of that is just a gift you cannot find. And that's why I do the work I do. But my point is, is that when you dial in and you're there to help create resolution, you can feel that stuff happen in people's lives. Now, just like she gave relief to her father when she asked those questions and they found this whole connection, 
I did the same with her when she was relaying her homework assignment and the experiences that she went through. And I dialed in and, and started asking her questions about that. And as we did, she found a whole relief. And afterwards, it was so interesting. She came up to me and she goes, oh my gosh, I have never felt so, um, so much joy and liberation and release as she felt in that story. When she walked in that morning to class, she was heavy hearted. That is the brilliance that each one of us has when we know how to use the conflict resolution skills. And so that was beautiful. So let's take it back and let's talk about this woman who said, it's very easy to have a good marriage when somebody doesn't cheat, when they don't hide their messages, when they don't delete their messages, when they don't hide their phone, um, when they don't leave the room and talk in secret. Um, man, here's my thing. Stand still in it. Can you feel it? Can you just feel for a minute? And I felt she is so right. It is easier, less painful when you don't have somebody who cheats. She is absolutely on point. So I wrote that. I said, you are so right. And the pain is excruciating. If somebody breaks those vows, those promises. And then I wrote, um, if this is what you've gone through, I, I hope that you have found a healing in it or you already found your healing in it. Because a lot of times what we do when, we're, when we respond to people is we make the assumption that they're going through it, right? That's one of them. We make the assumption that they're sharing that because they're not healed. Maybe she was healed. I don't know. And I'm not going to make that claim. So my point was, I hope you find a wholeness in this and or you have found a wholeness in this and you've got a lot that you can share with others and if you haven't if this is not your situation maybe it's a situation of somebody that she loves a sister a parent maybe she was the daughter of something maybe she just has a friend that's going through it maybe and so I said if this is not if this is not what you've gone through, I said, then you have an incredible insight that could help people heal and you could feel something with them that would help them be able to heal through the process. That was my response because it's, it's hard to, you want to make all these decisions about it, but I don't know and I'm not talking live to her. Um, so I just kind of stood in that with her and I considered all the places that that could really be coming from. And maybe not all the places did I vocalize, but I vocalized the obvious two sides. And then she responded with, oh my gosh, thank you. And that was enough. That is enough. So in that moment, it's just a small little message and then we respond with, 
something more of a resolution flavor. And guess what? That response tells me it felt better on her. It felt better. I, I was part of something beautiful with her. Anyway, so as you go forward, consider just standing in it for a moment. Consider maybe you can't stand in it. Maybe you need to feel how you feel watching people go through pain and register what that feels like for you. Does it make you uncomfortable, antsy, tense? Do you want to attack? Maybe it depends on the kind of pain you're watching. Do you want to defend? And I know for me, it, there are all different kinds. If, my, if it's my kids, it's like, man, bam, I'm in it. I'm in the middle of it. I'm directing it. If it's their friends that have offended them, it's like, I, st- I, I have been known to stop talking. Well, okay, then. And it's just quiet. I don't, and you know, the kids, those, their friends don't come over anymore. We don't necessarily talk. Not that I did before, but it's like, in my head, it's like, I have to shut down. So I shut down. In other kinds of situations, so do check check that. How does that fit on you? How do you deal with different kinds of pains that you're dealing with? Your own personal one, in your own marriage, in your own relationships, in your own extended relationships, your in-laws. How do you deal with pain? Are you, do you feed the pain? Do you talk about your pain? Do you try and make it go away? Do you reason away? Do you try and convince them that they don't need to waste their time there? Just Just examine it a little bit and see how it feels. See what it looks like. I'd love to hear from you. You can follow me. You can reach out to me. You can message me. (sighs) You guys, it's a great day to just ask.